Good morning, Dr. Joe Hatfield. Welcome to day 19 of our reading plan as we read through the book of James. In this time, I want to invite you to read, meditate, and pray over these passages as we trust God for a faith that works. James 5 verse 1 says, Come now, you rich people. Weep and wail over the miseries that are coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and your clothes are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and the corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have stored up treasure in the last days. Look, the pay that you withheld from the workers who mowed your fields cries out and the outcry of the harvesters has reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived luxuriously on the earth and have indulged yourselves. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned You have murdered the righteous. Who does not resist you? Since its authoring, people have been misusing the Bible to force it to say what they already believe about money. It's all evil. No, it's the savior of the world. We should all live in poverty. No, we should all be lavishly wealthy. God hates money. No, God loves money. Almost like dieting advice on the internet, you never know what to believe. But James as does the whole Bible when studied in context, gives a balanced and timely teaching on wealth. He says the way we get money and secondly, the way we use money reveals our hearts and shows us who we truly worship. First up, the way we get wealth. The Bible never discourages wise stewardship of wealth but instead condemns a lustful pursuit of being rich, especially through crooked means. James gives two examples. In verse 4, he speaks of treating employees in a wicked and unjust way. See, when profit is everything, people are expendable and our hearts become cold toward them. And in James 2 verse 6, he says the rich use their wealth to bend the law in their own favor. Wealth can start making me feel like I'm not like other people. I am above them, above the law even. Rules that count for others don't necessarily count for me. If the pursuit of wealth leads me, as it does with many, from firstly cutting corners to eventually full-blown dishonest and corrupt practices, it will infect and destroy me. But secondly, the way we use wealth. James wants to shock his audience out of their money-obsessed trance, so he uses incredibly strong language to show That when wealth becomes my God, I will use it only for selfish and self-serving purposes. Even helping others will become selfish. Not only will I start cheating people in order to acquire wealth, but I will, as James says in verse 5, spend the rest of my days in the pursuit of luxuries, self-indulgencies, and on things that only further fatten my own selfish heart. If money is my God, it will make me dance to its music. It's never enough. Buy more, eat more, wear more, live in more, travel more, spend more, display more, gain more, desire more, 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 more. And then I come to the end of my life and realize the enemy has duped me into wasting every breath on chasing the wind. There's a famous story of a billionaire heiress who passed away. Her accountant was asked by someone, so how much did she leave behind? His answer, all of it. You see, God has no issue with us having wealth, but we are called to enjoy it, save it, spend it, and invest it. How we do those things will determine 
what kind of spiritual legacy we will leave when we die. We all have something to steward and we all will die. So the question is, how will we use God's wealth for God's purposes? The saying goes, money talks. So what will your money say about who and what you truly worshipped on the day you breathed your last breath? So as you reflect and pray today, here's a question. If God had full control of your finances, what do you think he would do? Let's take this to him in prayer. Let's be honest and open and let's trust God for a faith that works. I'll see you tomorrow.